right, episode three. Um, Jay Cuz again. I'm here with Patrick Meyer. Um, so Patrick and I have just like like mostly known each other through Instagram. We've played poker a couple times, right? And then yeah. and ro- then after that we started rolling recently. So um, we have a lot of similarities. So I think that this will be a fun conversation. Um, so we'll start with like what did you do like growing up? Like what brought you to being you right now? What I do growing up. So growing up, my life was kind of fucked up. I had epilepsy as a kid. Okay. I had like 40 to 60 seizures a day. Ooh. Um, got bullied a lot. Crazy miracle I could get into that story. It just kind of. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll went, go over everything. So you might as well. Yeah, away. let's go for but, it. Uh, idolized Power Rangers, fell in love with Power Rangers. I wanted to do martial arts from like the time I was six years old. Nice. So eventually that's kind of what put me in onto jujitsu. Jujitsu is the first martial art you did. You went like straight to that. Uh, I wrestled when okay. I was real young. Uh, quit freshman year of high school. When it gets like to the point where it's a little intense. So, like I started when I was four and my yeah. dad pushed on me so hard that as soon as I like had the voice to say, I want to do this. Yeah. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> Makes and, sense. And I didn't know it was badass back then. <laughs> and when did you actually start jujitsu? Because I you took a break, I right? I started jujitsu in 2012 or 13. All right. And that's when I graduated high school. Three year break recently and just got back in January. Nice. Nice. Um, I mean, I kind of yeah, never. Yeah. Hockey yeah. Up. Hockey. I feel like, um, I feel like I, I feel like I knew that. But you, you, and growing, and you don't drink. We, we'll talk about that later as its own section. But that is that like from when you were a kid, like you saw things that make you made you not want to do it and stuff. Uh, not so much that, but you know, it all kind of ties together with the epilepsy yeah. thing. And the, you know, it was a pretty wild story. I guess I could just get into that now. Yeah, because, go, let's do it. So I had like dozens of seizures a day. It was one of the worst cases in Jersey between like four and nine years old. And what, like what something like is it flashing lights that causes it or it just happen whenever? No, I don't really so know. That, the flashing lights thing is actually kind of is it exaggerated. Like okay. Yeah, like only a couple percent of people with epilepsy are triggered by flashing lights. Usually it's stress or something along those lines. Okay. Um mine was just kind of sporadic. But uh so I had dozens of seizures. They weren't really doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Cleveland Clinic in Ohio with like the Ronald McDonald house, that thing. Uh, like they put yeah, me yeah. up for free and it's like <laughs> next thing to make a wish. Oh, um, you know, Grimace and all them came. <laughs> Dang. Um, so yeah, I was there for an entire summer, which sucked. I was like eight, nine years old, spending my summer Everyone in, a hospital, outside. in a hospital three, four states away. Ooh. And, uh, Spent the whole summer there, and they're like, yeah, there's nothing we can really do. So we have to remove half your brain. Parents signed the paperwork. I was literally scheduled to have half my brain removed. And, you know, best case scenario, I'd be, I don't know how to word it politically correctly. But, uh, yeah, like I'd be very special needs and i probably wouldn't have made it past 30 years old mm. um, how old are you now 32 just turned 32 um 
I probably wouldn't have made it this far. And if I did, it wouldn't have, wouldn't been, have been a, the a same good life. life. Yeah. yeah. And, so, uh, and like hard on you, hard on your family, hard on everybody. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was already hard on my family. Yeah, I'm sure. Things like that. And but, even like um, medical bills, like even if the Ronald McDonald put you up, like medical bills before that had to be a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Between that and my dad was a state trooper. So gotcha. I had good insurance. And uh, okay. that, but um, yeah, so. Thanks for I what supposed, made it so you still have your whole brain, right? Like, yeah, half, so half I was supposed to have half my brain removed. Yeah, and I don't necessarily believe in a specific God, but I believe in a higher power. Mm -hmm. That I, I was raised Catholic. I'm not necessarily Catholic. Um, all I saw is my parents, my family praying, things like mm -hmm. that. And uh, they signed the paperwork, and the next day, literally just gone. You're after I never gone. had a seizure again. Like, Dang, literally the next day. scared it out of me. Like, literally never had a seizure again. I haven't been medicated since I was 12. Um, as soon as they're like, yeah, we're taking half your brain, something just decided something clicked. I'm not having seizures anymore. So, that's literally impossible. Like, that's a miracle. It, yeah, it was unexplainable. And, yeah, all I saw was my family praying and stuff. So I sort of believe in a higher power, and I believe that higher power saved me and For saved my brain because there's something i'm supposed to do and it's not ruin the brain that yeah got a second chance yeah um so i actually uh, i drank a lot when i was younger probably from the age of like 14 to like 22 23 i'm not sure um but at one point i did like it was sober but i almost got an i got an accident i rolled a car um when i was 17 and like looking at the car from the outside you'd be like that kid's messed up like whoever was yeah. in this got messed up and i didn't have a scratch on you were good and that's like that day i was like dang like i'm here i'm here for a reason that's not even when i stopped drinking but at least that like made me know that i was here for a reason yeah like, kind of like, like you said yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so. and yeah like you don't think about it until later on yeah like, yeah subconsciously maybe that is why you stopped drinking. yeah but yeah i never really put two and two together like on top of that, just drinking never interested me. It was never really my thing. It was weird growing up and like people would try to say like, hey, come to this party. I'd be like, I'm just not interested. Yeah. But usually I would go to those parties and my vice would begin in fights because like I said, my whole life I wanted to do martial arts. I wanted to do karate. I wanted to do something. I wanted to box. My parents wouldn't let me because of the epilepsy and they mm -hmm. didn't want me getting beat in the head. Oh, true. So... They would never let me growing up, so I would just go get in real fights instead. Yeah, <laughs> it was worse, and you know I got messed with a lot in elementary, middle school, and kind of in high school to beat the bully. I became the bully. Yeah, and I wouldn't bully like the nerdy kids. I'd bully the, other, the jocks. Other and bully. Yeah, 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 like like I'd make a point of it, but it was still mm -hmm. a, I was just a shitty person. Yeah, um, I had. I mean, I had my moments too, and. I, I, we talked about this off air a little bit, but I really think I drank because there was something inside of me I wanted to kill, you know, yeah. and it just, it just, that was the way to do it. You know, I didn't want to kill myself, but I, I didn't want to, you know, live the life yeah, I was living you, either. You wanted to be a different so, person. Yeah. And, makes and I, I kind of get that with like the bullying and the bully, like, cause I, I would, I've been doing martial arts since I was like 12. So, I mean, obviously a long time. And I remember there was a kid that was getting bullied in my gym class. I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. Um, and this, like the one kid was being super mean to him. And I was like, dude, like, relax. You're not that tough. 
he's like, what'd you say to me? I was like, you're not that tough, man. He's like this little kid. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And I remember having me like, all right, we'll see. And the next day I came to school and like five people told me I was supposed to get jumped that day. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yo, these like eight people are supposed to jump you today. I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> this, I mean, if I, who cares? Like, I'm not supposed to win that fight. So it's not like I'm going to get embarrassed by losing a fight when I got jumped. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. The worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get beat up. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, but um, it never happened. But like. Like I didn't, I didn't like people bullying the people that couldn't defend themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, bully the jock, sure, whatever. You know. Yeah, get get in fights. Get Someone in your own fights. size. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it wouldn't have been impressive if that kid beat up the little nerdy kid in gym class. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know, who really cares about that? Yeah. Um, and where yeah, you? Yeah. Back to the hospital. Yeah, thing. I kind of got an early view of what some drugs are like, so. Okay. I was allergic to an anti-seizure medicine called Ativan, like extreme anti-seizure medicine. Like, you know, they give it to you in the hospital to relax uh-huh. muscle spasms and stuff. It's not like something you yeah. take every day. But I was allergic to it, and the allergy would make me hallucinate. Oof. And, like, I'd see shit outside of my hospital room windows, and I didn't have hospital room windows. Uh. And, like, so I get, you know, hallucinogens were definitely it. Never doing that yeah. shit for me. Now I was never a drug person because I like I'm I'm all or nothing usually. So like I yeah. knew if I started if I was doing drugs, then I would I would up. like I, yeah. I'm the same. Like I get obsessed with things. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm an obsessed I person. In them and I, like, I have the addictive all in or trait. All out. So it's yeah. like if I'm dieting, if I slip up for yeah. Once I'm eating fucking everything. Yep. That day, and so as soon as I eat one bad thing on a day, I, I ate bad day. that day. Like I yeah. don't have a cheat meal. I have yep. a cheat day. Exactly. I wake up and then I obsess over it. Like yo, know, if I can't train this day that week because I'm working a double, I'll screw up my whole week. And, yeah. And like I'm no, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm, yeah. I, uh, uh, like I'll cut corners early. Like oh. I'm working a double. I got to kind of eat garbage tomorrow because it's 18 hours. Yeah, so might as well. So I might as well start eating garbage when I get home from practice yep. tonight. And I'm like, everything I've ever done, like I did ninja for five years and that, like you need to be light for that. Yeah. And moving to jiu-jitsu, you need to be light for that. So I've always needed to keep my weight down. So then when I, as soon as I eat bad, like I just like spiral and then I'll like, I'll do it for like a day and then I'll get back to my eating healthy. But yeah, you know, it's, and it's three not. years ago before I quit jujitsu, I think my last competition was like 195. Now my last competition was at 250. Dang. And honestly, not worrying about my weight as much. I feel mm-hmm. like I compete better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you, I think you have told me this anyway, but you roll like a lightweight as a heavyweight. Yeah. I like the bare bowls yeah. and play yeah. bottom and I, try not to use my weight too much and mm. uh, i get top mount and i really i'm not good from the big guy yeah. positions i'm never really finishing from the top i am um, finishing either a leg lock yeah. or something from guard i usually like to roll with heavier guys more because i'm i usually outlast heavier guys yeah. like they'll get tired pretty quick or i'll, be, I'll just out move them and be faster than them yeah. but like it doesn't feel that way with you like you're moving like a little guy the whole time yeah so. Yeah, and I don't cool. know where that comes from. Like, well, I mean, you were yeah, you were a lighter like, when you learned yeah. jujitsu, and then you just kept the same style up. Yeah, well, I started jujitsu. I was uh, my first competition was 168 pounds. Dang. Okay. Which, uh, I mean, it how was long were you training before you competed? Uh, maybe four or five months. Yeah, I was like uh, I was two months in. Yeah. I mean, I was only a white belt for yeah. like half a year. Um, 
Yeah, I like I uh, only competed once at White Belt, which I wish I got a few more. And- that's what I and I know Adrian will probably listen to this, but we we talked the other day, and he's like, yeah, like he says it. He's not trying to rush anyone to blue belt. Like I get it. Yeah, I get pro- some gold he, like, He's even belt. said it. He's like, if kids from our if people from our school went other places, they'd probably have blue belts already. But yeah, he's yeah. trying to make them like real solid yeah, blue belts. And I belts. I'd rather roll. I'd rather be a really good white belt for longer and right. earn that blue belt. And once you get your blue belt, you're really getting things that way. Like halfway through blue belt, I might, I never want to get promoted. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Why do people want this? So my first white belt comp two months in, I won like four matches. So I was like, all right, like this is solid. So then I, and then I rolled, like I, I've, I sub higher belts all the time. I sub yeah. brown belts. I've subbed a black belt once. I sub whatever blue belts doesn't matter. I've subbed higher belts. So then I, I had this delusion that I was good at this. And then I <laughs> rolled against a competition blue belt and it was like a whole different story. But, but like, I, yeah, I really, I, mean, I get smoked yeah, by competitive I, uh, blue belts. I like, I, I said this too to Adrian, like I haven't done anything great at white belt yet. Like I'm not yeah. trying to rush to a belt, like, cause what, as soon as I get to blue belt, like it's going to, I need to earn that. Like, I feel like I haven't yeah, earned yeah, it yet. And get some gold medals. Yeah, exactly. If you want to compete. Yeah. You know? At you, least get some, like those. I haven't even podium. You want those at every, really? Yeah. I'm right off the podium every time, but like literally the last tournament I did was around Robin and for Nogi, I won my first three matches one was a sub and then my my last match i lost by points and i was like i got like 12th like i, I just that's a lot though if you get into a bigger division yeah there was like 26 a, like people like a heavier division yeah. where there's not a lot of guys oh I, yeah I, three matches and you won gold like yeah in a lot of divisions. i uh because i know like i think the most i ever had was five matches and yeah i was at a bigger tournament it's yeah i just i'm just right off every time but like i stopped trying to base it off what the what smooth comp says like i'm just trying to like if i feel i did good you know yeah, yeah, yeah um and so someone i posted like questions about like what we should talk about on instagram and one person just said one person asked if you compete and like why or why not but like i obviously we i know you compete but like you want to talk about either just competitions or the like the men of we can both talk about our men of war experiences yeah. but you yeah, so i that. compete i don't compete obsessively you know i'm not i'm not a competitor mm. Uh, I'm never gonna win worlds. Never gonna win ADCC Pan Ams. I'm never gonna win anything huge. I'm not that high of a competitor. I just kind of like to see where I stack up, and mm. uh, you know, winning anything feels good. Yeah, and testing yourself helps so much. Um, ultimately, I want to open a school, so I'm not focused on yeah. Competing. That's what Adrian's like too. I really like. I've never seen well, Adrian really roll against someone like a black belt or anything, but I totally believe he's a really good black belt. Yeah. But like I, he's not interested in competing. He wants to build champions. He, yeah. Know? Yeah. So that's, it's a, it's and a you mindset. Really can't do both. Yeah. You can't, you if can't. He's, he's putting so much effort yeah. into us and the team that it's hard for him. And to really do. like, I feel like it's two different personalities yeah. and you're not going to have a passion to spread jujitsu if you have a passion yeah. for Winning jujitsu and crushing other people. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. Um, did you just do? Have you just done one man of war, or you've done more uh, yeah, super fights? Done one man yeah. of war, and then I'm doing the next one, November. 12th. Nice. Um, and because you you like know the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Eugene trained. You did a uh, um, a gi match. Uh, this one it? I'm doing gi. This past one I did no gi. Was it? And I only because I took three years off, so I only trained like. 
four times without the gi. Dang. <laughs> it, it leading up to that. So it's kind of rusty for no gi. But you won it, and right? Then, yeah, I had a real tight uh, Kimura that I think I would have tapped to, <laughs> to like humble brag, but it, yeah. was, it was a deep Kimura. Um, I couldn't finish it. I was rusty. Swept with it and from that point we were both shot or big uh-huh. dudes and yeah i just kind of hung out on top mm-hmm. for the rest of the match gotcha i might have attacked one more sub but yeah the way it works yeah if it goes to time is whoever is in dominant whoever, position more, whoever attacked or went subs, for submissions yeah more dominant so once I swept with that Kimura and knew I was tired, you I'm basically like, knew you had the match. Have to yeah, do if is, you didn't get swept and attacked, you'd yeah, be fine. Yeah, I'm like, I just have to hang on and I'll win. And it's a shitty way to do it. But yeah, those are the rules. And I was too burnt out to do it. Anymore. I like totally get the like, you got to play the rule set. But also, I just want to be a murderer. I like, don't like playing the rule set. And yeah, I understand it. Uh, Gary but... Tonin and Keenan Cornelius. No. When Gary Tonin loses by like, 42 points or something just because he didn't care about the rule set and he was attacking submissions yeah submissions i i i prefer uh, that yeah i uh obviously i know i mean you know about it but i did not have a a good first match for man of war yeah um but so i mean i was was, i was training for like six months um and they were looking for a blue belt and Adrian's like, we got a white belt that's willing to do it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do it, man. And I like, so I'm the type of person, like, I just want to be amazing. I just yeah. want to be great at something. And to me, I like being the underdog because like, there's who cares if I lose? I'm not supposed to win. Yeah. Like, so I wasn't supposed to win that match. So yeah, if I won, so, it would have so been even cooler, yeah, right? Like, it, exactly. it, like, but I, but like, that doesn't mean I wasn't planning to win. I was planning on going in. Against yeah. another white belt. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, but like, he, he so he was training for like three years. Um, but yeah. I like, I still I trained every day leading Under up to that. A real good yeah. coach. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know him until uh, now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Tom, he's solid. But yeah. I, uh, I, um. It was an amazing experience. Like the walkout song and everything was sick. The face also was sick. Isn't they the actually, walkout song part fun? It, it's that. fun, but what was your they didn't. Song? So mine was "What's Up, Danger." Um, it's 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 from the um, the animated like Spider Verse movie. Oh yeah, it's from that movie. But they didn't play my song. I was they played uh, some other song. I was walking out. That and, that ruins yeah, it. right. Oh, so it kind of messed the vibe up already. Um, but Adrian, like when I was about to go, Adrian's like, "You should take your shirt off." And I was like, dude, I'm always willing to take my shirt off. So I got up on the stage. I took my shirt yeah. off. I threw it. I yeah. ran. I, it was like a whole movie. It was it was amazing. It, it's so cool. Yeah. But like, so before that, I have never been subbed by an arm triangle. So I don't, I just never, I didn't respect them out because I've always been able to just kind of like do the telephone method and, and yeah. fight through it. And usually people just get tired of squeezing me and give up. So um, he was a wrestler. So he got me in like a front headlock and ended up in an arm triangle and i was like whatever like i'm like i'll just get out of it like it's not yeah. gonna bother me and then all of a sudden i like start to, like hear my heartbeat a little more and like i i like feel it getting tight and i'm like i was like yeah i'm about to go out and, <laughs> I, and then i woke up a little after that like, like arm triangles are weird because yeah. uh i never i big i have a big neck and mm. i have big shoulders so i never really feel it as a choke it's more of a crank. And, not, and not to knock it like i i like neck cranks i think they're yeah. perfectly fine i'm not knocking neck cranks but i'm also probably not gonna tap to a neck crank, exactly which that I, was it which i should because I your neck's the, messed up yeah i spent the whole summer bedridden with uh cervical stenosis yeah. my neck was all messed up and then when i got back to training after that 
uh, it will come back eventually. It's yeah. a permanent thing. But uh, I got back to training. The first scare I had was an arm triangle. I never used to tap to arm mm -hmm. triangles. Now I hardly even let them lock yeah. up and I'm tapping. Like, and then, to me, they always felt like a crank. And like you said, I'm not going to tap to a crank. So then I... To me, I thought I was just gonna get in a crank and then get out of it. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, always kind of yeah, like bridge yeah, exactly. a little bit of space. And, and, and then all of a sudden, up. I'm starting to like I can feel I can, I'm, I'm getting a little dizzy. And I literally in my head was like, I'm going out. How'd you feel when you woke up? So, so like, that was the I've gone out I've gone out twice. So, um, like two weeks before that at Lobo, I got choked out in the triangle, and it was that in that one. I still, I was like, oh, I can fight this. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is getting pretty tight. I should probably tap. And then all of a sudden woke up. So like that one I was going to tap, but I like, it was, it just caught up to me quick, but I was so confused when I woke up, yeah. I, like the whole room. Was like, did you like, get, were you out for a while when you, uh, no, at, in the so triangle, in the gym? The tri no, the gym, I was, I think it was quick. Keep going. It was quick, I think. No, yeah. so I, yeah, I, I woke up. I still did the next roll, like when that yeah. round was over, but it was weird. I, it wasn't a good roll after that. But then the Men of War one, um, so I didn't want to, like, I was thinking of telling Adrian beforehand, I think I, I was going to say like, hey man, like if I get caught in a choke, would it be dumb if I go out? Like, I, I want to do this, but. I feel like it's 50-50 opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Either I'm an idiot, like. Afterwards, so many people were like, dude, that was sick. You're a warrior. But like, I didn't feel like a warrior. But yeah. I passed that on stage. Yeah. People. But like, so I didn't want to have that conversation because I didn't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm all about like speaking things into existence, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to say it out loud because I didn't want to, to make it possible. But I remember like, I kind of had to pee a little bit and I was like, I don't really have to pee. But, oh, that's but when I woke up at Lobo, he was like, did you pee yourself? So that in my head, I was like, dang, if I get choked out, I might pee. So then <laughs> like right before my men of war match, I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to go pee just in case I get choked unconscious. I don't want to pee. Right. So, I bet you pissed like nine times yeah. beforehand. Just so, yeah. I get the same way. And like, I'll just sit on the yeah. toilet and not even have to shit. Yeah, I did. Because I knew I wasn't going to tap and I didn't want to like pee on stage. Like that would have been embarrassing. But, <laughs> but at Men of War, I was, I was definitely out while still in the choke for at least 10 seconds. Yeah. And then I woke up and like saw he was in front of me like he like asked me if i'm okay and i was like yeah like yeah. So, someone told me they thought i said did i win i don't I, win? I don't know if that actually happened but someone was like i'm pretty sure you said did i win yeah. um, but but actually at lobo i had a dream when i got choked out like i remember i was like with my girlfriend like i had a dream i was with her and then like was waking up i was like what's going on but like men of war i didn't i didn't dream or anything all of a sudden i was waking up and they were like shaking my legs and everything too I was like, <laughs> all right and I was, I remember standing up and they were trying to just like stand us next to each other so they can raise his hand. And I was so confused. Like they, yeah. they like had to move me to stand facing the right Where direction. You know, yeah. Um, did you remember to take the ankle bracelet off? Cause even now oh, I think, no, I think, being choked no, out, I always forget. To I think she told me to take just, it out. I but, should run away with it. Yeah. But I like, I went backstage to like the warm-up area and I just like sat in a corner and just cause like, cause I was partially still out of it, but also like like i was planning on winning that thing and i got embarrassed like i mean i wasn't embarrassed yeah, yeah. but it, it was just a terrible performance it, yeah it's and like, then so what do you say yeah, after that so then tom i guess tom de blast is that his name yeah, so yeah. he i didn't know who he was i didn't know his team or anything but he came up to me afterwards and i was like dude like keep it up you're gonna you're gonna do some things like you got this like just get back to training you can do this and like it was just amazing like his student yeah. just choked me unconscious i didn't yeah. know who he was i was just some random white belt and he came up to me and like encouraged me to keep going. Like, you know, I did it. He's My a great guy. Coach was kind of uh, 
distasteful about yeah, the whole thing. And I believe not it. like that at all. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but he's he's definitely a great guy. I got his book. I've been reading it a little bit. Yeah, I, I yeah. ran through that book in like two days. Yeah, it's good. Um, um, and a lot of relatable stuff. I so and then actually I remember because I said my they didn't play my walkout song. I remember walking when I was I was walking. I like met my girlfriend. We walked outside so I can get some air. And I remember while I was walking to the door to go outside, I heard my walkout song. Oh, God. So they must have played it for like the next guy or something. Yeah, I was like, so come they on, they might have been off. Yeah, they could have been. The that's night. what I'm saying. Like, did anyone have the right song? But yeah. then I remember sitting outside on the bench, like getting some air, and some guy came up to me. He was like, he was like. He was like telling me I shouldn't have competed. He was like, "What are you, blue belt man?" I was like, "Nah, white belt." He's like, "Yeah, man, you shouldn't have done. You shouldn't have competed. Like this, is, this is some high level stuff. Like he's like, there's a lot of pressure going into this. Like, and then he's like, come to my school. We have open mat on this day. I'm like, I'm an old UFC fighter. Blah blah blah. I'm like, you just like told me I shouldn't have competed. Like I'm not. And, and then told me to come train at your school. Like I'm good, man. Like." But like, and like most of the people were like, dude, that was sick. Like you're a warrior. But then this guy's like, yeah, what are you I, doing here, man? I wonder if it's a coach or the guy that I beat at Men of War. I believe it. He was, he was a, I believe, yeah. a UFC fighter. And he, he kind of had that personality. Yeah. That, you know, like, and if you lose, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Of and then there was almost a, there was kind of a fight. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah. So it was so like, like so we were front row. Right? Yeah. We had a really, really good seats. So, um, it was a heavyweight title match. Um, and right at the beginning, somehow the guy's nose got hit. I don't know exactly how, but the guy hit his nose and he's like, My nose I is broken, whatever. Uh, my coach ref that match. Yeah. I heard he, you know, they were close. Going for like a college tie or whatever. Yeah. So then, but they're heavyweights. They're like 250, they're big guys. And yeah. then I don't know if it was like his son or just his student or a relative. Like, so, so this guy, this kid, like this little kid who is probably 100 pounds or less runs on the stage and tries to fight this heavyweight that's in a black belt title match that's like in what insane. world is that gonna go well <laughs> it's like it, everyone starts screaming like everyone's holding each other back and everything. it's like it's crazy what are you gonna do against this 250 black belt yeah like what are you doing man and he's a kid and like a young young kid yeah like a teenage well, kid. uh he teenage so probably like 12 kid. 13 and like not young but yeah like and he like I mean, enough to know he like got pulled off the stage and like kicked the partition and it like i think it like kind of hit my girlfriend but like not hard like yeah. and like but like i'm not like if i walk into a room most of the time i know i'm probably the toughest guy in that room but a room like but, yeah that. a room full of like black belts and like like professional submission fighters no, no i'm not i'm that? not fighting in that room yeah. like there's no way you like i'm stepping back i'm not fighting in a room full of those people i got choked out by a blue belt in like 30 seconds i'm yeah. not gonna fight in this room full of black belts and yeah stuff. i'm not gonna make anyone mad no yeah exactly i'm like i'm not i'm not i'm not getting involved i'm backing up um, so then armando who's uh, he's on our team he he, he was there this I morning him, right? yeah, yeah so he uh i remember because that kid got kicked out the kid that started the fight, he got back in. Or before, or somehow I look over and Armando has him in a rear naked choke, oh, like wow. a standing rear naked choke, and I'm like, this is not good. So <laughs> at that point, I like went over to try and like see if I could de-escalate. But like, there's plenty of people to do that. But like, also, if someone from our team is involved now, like we're gonna walk now over there. Yeah. yeah. So then he's like, he has this guy in a rear naked choke, and then so they ended up thanking him after. But then this kid got kicked out. Somehow they let him back in, and then in that match, still like. They were just, it was just a match. They were just rolling. And then he, he like got mad again and stormed out and like punched a did window. That match continued? Yeah, they finished, they finished or... the match. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. And the guy that hurt his nose lost. So the kid, the kid who tried to fight the guy, his relative lost. 
Um, yeah. But that guy took the belt and put it around the winner. Like he was a good sport about it. So like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah but it was, it was crazy. Yeah, like, I can't imagine being this. Motion. I wonder if the kid yeah. competed before. He, I, he was, he did compete. So I, I don't know. I can't remember yeah, just how he did. But like, I can't that. imagine being that little kid trying to fight a heavyweight and thinking you're going to come out on top of that situation. I think that's something stupid I would have done yeah. as a kid, to be honest. Yeah, it was fun, though. I would definitely do another Men of War, but I need to do, like, right after that, I was like, I got to compete at White Belt a little bit and yeah. stuff. Like, I need to compete against people my level and, like, actually yeah, I mean, learn and ready, stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, even, I mean, maybe I should have looked more into my opponent too. Like to me, I, I didn't want to look into him that much. Cause then I thought I would overthink it. So to me, he was just a blue belt and I, t I sub blue belts several times. So I was like, whatever, yeah, it's just yeah. a blue belt. And then, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing me. the good fight tournament in December is in New Jersey. And yeah. I think white belts, it's similar rules, six minute round. Some mm -hmm. only, except there's a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Instead of the judge's decision, mm -hmm. which is similar to Eddie Bravo rules. White belts are six minutes blues eight and purple and up is 10 or 15 nice. but uh you might want to get some experience yeah. in that i mean it's i was really also cool like tournament. to me i lost so badly that like i imagined that i would not get invited back like that's i was no, like no, i was like no. that was terrible like they're not <laughs> i got beat that bad they're not gonna invite me back but then like a couple weeks later he he posted and tagged like a bunch of people like looking for matchups for this date so then i was like okay like yeah, at yeah. least he's not like let's get this scrub out of here like no, yeah you know? he's a cool guy yeah yeah i'll find a better opponent for yeah you i mean but time. you know it's, it was a learning experience though because I was ready to take on the world. Like, check your ego. Yeah, I, I, to me, I, like before, like the week before, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm gonna murder this blue belt." Like, I'm going in here and I'm, I'm taking his head home with me. Like, this is it. And I got smoked. And I was like, "All right, dude, maybe I need to get a more realistic, you know." Funny view story, of it. similar story. I've only ever done one IBJJF tournament, mm. and uh, since then, I'll never like Google opponents or any of that. Yeah, dumb I won't do it. <laughs> like, what do I need to be doing that for? I got my blue belt like I don't know a month before that tournament, so I uh, walked yeah. up to blue belt from white belt. Like a month before the tournament, I was googling, and the one guy in my div division was uh, Devonte Jones Johnson Bones mm -hmm. Johnson. Uh, he's a world class black belt. Okay. I think he was at ABCC. I'm not sure. I know but he was he in the blue belt division. Well, this was at the time okay. 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, so at the time he's in the blue belt division, but I was Googling him and he had like meddled at Pan Am's and meddled uh -huh. at Worlds a couple times. I'm like, ah. And you're like, all right, I'm losing this match. So I Googled him, I'm like, ah, maybe second. And he was my first match. Yeah, that's and, the worst. Uh, locked up in Ezekiel choke from standing in 14 was seconds. Was it Gi or no Gi? Gi. Okay. 14 second match that I drove all the way to New York. And yeah. <laughs> I like the last comp I, I did. I think I would have had more of a chance if I didn't go. Yeah, it, it, also, if he was on the other end of the bracket, you could have you could have got second place. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Uh, you know? could have got first if I didn't give myself a reason. To yeah, that's true. Second guess. I, uh, because I did, the first comp I did was like single elimination and I won two, two matches in each division. Like it was, a, it was a good day. But then the next one I did was round Robin. So I was guaranteed four matches in each division. So then like, I was like, it was right after the like, men of war. So I was like a little shook going into my first yeah, match. Yeah. I was just like super nervous. So then my first match, I, it was tied two points, two points. Like he took me down. I reversed him. And then 
that was like the whole match. And then he got the decision. So then after that first match, I was like, all right, like I got my nerves out and I won my second match and then got a forfeit, but like he didn't show up and then lost my third match. Like he, I don't like he, I know we've talked about it. Um, we, we can get into that later, but yeah, um, I love jujitsu, yeah. but so, yeah. I go through phases and right now it's the game. Yeah. So for Nogi, I did much better. I won my first three matches and then like refs hate me. I don't know why refs mm-hmm. just hate me. So my first IBJJF, I won a match and they literally took my points away and gave him the decision. And then at the grappling industries, my first match, I was on top like the whole match, but they gave him the decision because like I had an earring in and like did forgot about it. And he was like, you need to take that out. But it, I, I couldn't get it out. So it was like mad at oh, me that I had it in. So I, I taped it and finally he let the match keep going. But like I whenever whenever there's a draw, I know I'm not getting the decision. Yeah. Um, so I lost like that was the, basically the only loss. But um, and then in my my second gi match, I, I mounted the guy twice and I should have got probably should have. I think I should have got back points or sweet points or something. But I didn't. Um, they gave hit, they gave some literally some of my points to him. Like they gave him my points somehow. Yeah. Um, so they were like, she was like, it's a tie, two more minutes. And I like at that point, I didn't even know overtime was a thing at Grappling Industries. <laughs> so she's like, two more because on my first match when we tied, it wasn't was it, it wasn't two overtime. And whoever scored first. Or no, it was, so it was just two more minutes. <laughs> yeah. So then she was like, two more minutes. I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, he mounted you at the end. And I was like, no, no, I mounted him at the end. I don't know, what I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, he mounted you two more minutes. And at that point, oh, it wow. wasn't, it wasn't worth arguing. If he argued, it yeah, just too huge. Exactly. Yeah. So then, in overtime, I got, um, I beat, I got like twelve points. I got a lot of points in overtime. Um, but like every time I scored points, I I stared at the ref till she gave me the points. And she probably so, gave yeah. me five seconds. I I, I, I got so, and I rewatching it. There was one time I had back that I should have got four points that I didn't because I had it for three seconds, but she must not have counted it. But like I got side control, like I passed his guard, got side control, and like stared at her and she gave me the points. Yeah. And then I got mount and stared at her and she gave me the points. And then I got his back and it's literally stared at her and. She gave me the points, and I was like, "Are we good?" And like, gave her a thumbs up, and she was like, "Yeah, keep going." So like, <laughs> I, I was not taking any chances after that. Do you that. train that way now? Like, like when you're points, training, like if you holding get for three control, seconds and stuff. You'll sit there and wait so, for a few seconds before but you. Leading up to my first comp, I was I was doing that, um, just so I understood the points and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like now I'll do it. Like I'll do it inside control before I go to mount. But I don't do it with neon belly. I just don't really like neon belly, so I don't go for it a lot. So I'm, it's to me, it's not worth leaving my neon for points. A neon belly is like a good transition position. Yeah, it's really good for setting things up. I was especially so, in the gi and setting up yeah. the um, I think my thing like is I don't. I'm not good with pressure. Like I don't. I don't put a lot of pressure on because yeah. I'm used to rolling with people. You float, I don't. You float I, yeah, float exactly. A lot, I don't. And float like me floating doing knee on belly it's not a good position for me yeah, because yeah. they just end up getting half guard back or something yeah so but like i'm trying to start using knee on belly and actually having pressure from it and getting more effective with it because i can get those points but i'll just like i won't actually put any weight on my knee and then i'll just get like and then pass you yeah out exactly yeah um but I, I when i first started i was like i got obsessed with learning the rule set and like what how to get points and stuff like that but i obviously the goal is to win by submission like yeah, i, I want to choke a dude out i don't want to win by points but like i need to know the rules for if that submission doesn't come yeah so you know um but jujitsu saved your life too have, like it's different than stuff we already talked yeah, about right? so, in two ways you know long term like i said i kind of got shitty after getting bullied and all mm. that growing up and uh 
Yeah, I had a lot of emotional issues. Ended up with a gambling problem. I, and yeah, I was working at restaurants. So those are your only friends working at restaurants. Mm-hmm. You're there until between midnight and four in the morning, depending when they close. Um, those are your only friends. You all have the yeah. same hours. So you fall into habits and get out at one, two, three o'clock in the morning. What's open? A casino. So I'd spent like my life at a casino and I ultimately joined jujitsu to get out of that. Uh-huh. Nice. And like it was just a dark path, you know. Casinos well, are depressing. I don't yeah, really have I mean, struggle with mental health issues. So it's yeah, like, we'll just put mental health. We gotta talk about that too. But yeah. I remember like we played poker once and I think you won like $150 for me in like a minute playing yeah. giants. Do you remember that? Yeah, we, oh, we yeah, played yeah. we played CeeLo, we played for fifty dollars and you won. <laughs> and then we, I was like running back for a hundred this time and but we rolled so it and you won. Poker. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good at poker either. It's just something casually, but I yeah, remember you. Do you ever go to casinos? Or um, I have a few times. Um, no, I, I've played a few times at casinos, but I don't, like, obviously I don't drink, so it's like a different vibe. Yeah, Like, yeah, when I, like sitting there at a poker table, sipping a, like, Jack and Coke, it you it calms you down. Like, you're just relaxing, having a good time. But, like, not drinking, it just feels like, dirty. it's just so, yeah, it feels dirty. Everything's yeah. so loud, like. At this point in my life, I'd rather just relax. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. It, but, you know, if I'm on a vacation or whatever, yeah. like, I'll sit down at a casino. Yeah, I'm not against it. I was doing it every day. Yeah, um, my guy I Alex. Um, oh, you, I mean, I forgot That's you know Alex. We play poker at right? his house. Yeah. yeah, so he goes to Atlantic City a lot. So I'm supposed to go in December for his birthday. But I'll just probably bring like a couple hundred bucks just to last me like the whole weekend yeah. and just like it's his birthday. I'll go have a good time. Like and he likes slots. So I'll probably just sit at a slot next to him and yeah. just like nurse the penny slots and just like play real light and just just for him to have a good time really. Um but I don't I used to like have fun going. Like I'd be like, all right, let's go to Mount Airy. Yeah, but like, same, like, but it's not it, yeah, yeah, and having like Mount Airy and sand so yeah. close and so yeah. dangerous. But no, I'm not I'm not too into it um, anymore. Yeah, so the second time, you know, it's not so much a jujitsu as a technique saved my life, but just having that mindset, and it sounds corny and cliche, but I think the situation I was in, nine out of ten other people would have gotten really hurt or killed mm-hmm. if they weren't able to think clearly. You know, in jujitsu, you're essentially almost getting killed all the time, a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how to handle yourself when you, you're in, you're such in a, a bad situation. position. Yeah. So uh, without getting into too much detail on it or bashing anyone, I dated a girl who had a kid from another relationship. Um, when we started talking, they were living together. He had a girlfriend, whatever. I think me and him were both let on. I think she was... Like playing both sides. Yeah, yeah, but whatever it was, he also had a lot of issues. You know, he had had two domestic assaults before this. It was mm-hmm. his track record. So uh, she moved back home with her parents. We were dating for a little bit. Uh, and he just lost it one day. And she was at my house. And he was driving back and forth past her parents' house with their kid in the car. So, yeah, that puts her in a place. Yeah. And he was telling her, you know, if you don't come to my house, I'm going to drive a dog coming in traffic with Oof. the kid in the car. So, and he was telling her, yeah, I'm, when you get here, I'm going to kill you. So Dang. she goes and she calls me and is telling me, like, you know, 
this is what's going on. He said, if I call the police, he's going to either suicide by cop or just wreck. And she wanted me to go. She wanted me to go. You know, he didn't know who I was. We had never met. Um, He wouldn't recognize me. So just to sit in my car in case something happened. Yeah. On my way, I called the police. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, like, she wasn't thinking clearly I was, but um, police took 45 minutes to show up anyway when they were, like, five miles closer to this house than I was. Um, So I get there. She has a kid in her hand. They're outside arguing. He's, like, shouting, whatever. I go up to him, like, dude, you should just relax, calm down, go inside. At that point, he must have thought he was a neighbor or whatever, but I still see him reach in his pockets and he's acting real weird. Yeah. Uh, he had a drug problem, allegedly. He took like a whole bottle of painkillers before going on that drive. Um, you could tell he was high. You could tell he was messed up. Yeah. Uh, when I got out and confronted him, he shoved them inside. So now it really separated me. I couldn't see them. Yeah. Um, at some point, the police dispatcher calls me back. It's like, can you move your car in a position that you can see this guy's license plate? Um, I'm like, yeah, like I lost sight of them, but yeah. So I started to pull my car up, and at some point, he must have figured out who I was and wanted me dead more than yeah them. So Oof. I pull up to see the license plate, and he must have thought I was trying to leave, and he wanted to kill me next. Barrels down the stairs, jumps on the hood of my car, is like trying to kick the windshield in. My window's open. He's like three, swinging a knife through it. It's on a cul-de-sac, and I'm pointed away from the cul-de-sac mm-hmm. to a T intersection. So he's on the hood of my car, just acting. Are you insane. still on the phone with the police? Or At you... that point, once he got onto my car, I just dropped my phone. I think they must have okay. still heard yeah. what was going on. But I was like, yeah, he's got a knife. Uh, I, I'm probably going to lose you. If happens. But um, so he's riding on the hood of my car. I get to the T intersection and maybe halfway up the street, he, he just rolls off my car. I don't know if it was intentional or not, uh-huh. but I turn around at the T because I had to go back yeah. and get my now ex and the kid. I wasn't just going to leave him no. there, even though I, at this point I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would save me a lot of grief. And, <laughs> and who knows if, if he actually would have done anything or not. But I come back for them, and he's barreling around a T-intersection. I mean, not the T-intersection, the cul-de-sac. He's coming around it, and there's, like, cars parked nose in mm-hmm. in the cul-de-sac, like around yeah. the outside edge of the cul-de-sac. So I'm coming back towards the cul-de-sac. He's coming around it, and I see he's going to hit me. So, so he's in a car? Yeah, he, okay. he gets in his car after he falls off mine and he's whipping around this close. Like, I see he's going to hit me. So I try to wedge my car to the right. So you're like, hitting the passenger side at least. Yeah. If he was well, no, hit. he would have hit the driver's oh, side. Okay. But I tried to, um, there were two empty spots. So I tried to get my oh. car into those two empty okay. spots okay. where nothing would have happened. Yeah. But as I was angling that way, he pinned my driver's side door shut with his car, deployed the airbags. Um, at that point, like I knew what was happening, so I knew to cover my eyes because mm-hmm. the airbags have that yeah. powder that really like uh-huh. like tear gas. Yeah. So I cover my eyes. He has my door pinned shut. I had to 
bail out the passenger side door. And at that point, I think is when someone else could have really got hurt. Most people would just, Panic. you know, sat there dazed or panicking. Yeah. Like, what the hell do I do now? And that's probably when someone would got hurt. So I get out the passenger door. He somehow his car still runs. He backs up, tries to run me over on foot. And that's why I see police lights. Finally. Thank God. Yeah. So he's trying to run me over on foot. I see police lights. He's leaving the development. And you hear a boom. He runs the first cop car off the road. Ends up in a 40-mile police chase. This happened in Oxford, New Jersey. From Oxford, he got all the way to the Morris Plains exit on Route 80, you know, where it like kind yeah, of yeah. where police sit. Mm-hmm. Hit a U-turn there. There are like 40 cops involved. I'll show you the video later. It looks yeah. like the OJ Simpson chase. Dang. Um but he hits that and gets all the way back to Netcon before he gets spike stripped and I guess had a seizure from the overdose. Oof. But with our justice system, he did like three months in jail and five Dang. in the hospital for Dang. all that. Um, and I mean, if that could have gone slightly differently, you couldn't. You could possibly not be here. Right yeah, now. like one wrong thought and <laughs> Dang. could have been stabbed. Oof. And, you know, so much hindsight, so many things I shouldn't have even bothered with yeah. in the first place. But, yeah, I think having the mindset and training every day. And- yeah. And we, like, like you kind of said it, like, you're basically getting killed over and over again. Yeah. Like, I, I really think that jujitsu is, I mean, fighting in general, but jujitsu is such a great sport. Because, like, if you beat me in basketball, I could be like, ah, oh, yeah, I can still kick your ass, though. But, yeah. like, if you lose in jujitsu, like, you're already going to be like, hey, I can still beat you in basketball. Like, yeah. it's truly seeing who is the better human being like who would survive in the you know yeah the end. yeah um, like joe rogan said like a tap means it, you're dead basically you're dead. yeah because yeah. well, even if it was like an arm bar if it was a real life fight to the death and then your arm would be broken and yeah, then you can't defend yourself anyway or choke you're out or leg lock if you can't run away like and that's probably why like um that's why the highs are so high, but the lows are so low. Yeah. Like I, uh, when I was, you just admitted, yeah, like, right. You died basically. Yeah, I, so like, like my first comp winning four matches, I was, it was amazing. I was just, I was very disappointed, but after I calmed down, it was like, dude, like I, I did really well. And then, then going to the men of war, getting choked out that quick. I was like, to me, I just felt worthless. Yeah. Like I was like, dude, like, like another I like, dude just yeah i just got totally destroyed like yeah and, like it just it, it hurt dude and like um even even after the first comp like i didn't feel right for a couple of days and my girlfriend Paige, she like she was like worried not like worried about like my health like she knew i was fine but she she could just tell that it was still bothering me yeah. and she just kept trying to tell me like look it was your first time you did great like it's all about the next one adrian the whole time adrian was like dude that was great like um there was other people there from our school that were training longer that got less you know didn't do it but I, i'm not comparing against them i like to compare against yeah. me but like to me i'm either doing amazing or i'm doing terrible uh, yeah i was gonna say it's a weird sort of paradox yeah. with competition because yeah. like you know when there's times that you'll do exactly what happened to you yeah exactly you inflict that on someone else and it's a weird kind of paradox like you're yep my uh my first match so this is my first competition match ever i i won by armbar in like a minute and a half yeah. So like 
literally training for two months while my first like that it was so cool like i was the like in my head for that yeah, i was like yeah. dude i'm freaking amazing like i just did that right now and then i won my second match too so i was like oh i'll do like a two in a row the and then I, I lost my third match like by points so like whatever yeah. um and then the same thing in nogi i won my first two matches the first one was by guillotine the second one was by points so again i'm like i'm riding another high and then lost my next two matches again it's like it's just it was such a roller coaster like it was two wins two losses is two wins two losses so i'm like yeah. i'm amazing like yeah two in a row and then two losses and i'm like down, dang like down. yeah and then i was like yeah two two wins in a row and then another two losses in a row and it was just it was hard and then like literally i did not feel right for a couple of days i was just like i like i i was so disappointed in myself it just yeah i don't right. get as like i could see yeah. why but i don't get as emotional about competing of course like i hate losing it'll mess me up for a day but I don't necessarily want to be a competitor. I mm -hmm. just kind of do it because it's a yeah. See, I'm, trying like to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I also I'm realistic. I know that like like okay, let's say ten years from now I have my black belt. I'm going to compete at these big tournaments. There's black belts who have been training their whole life. Yeah. So like I don't think I'm ever gonna be the best black belt in the world. Like I'm I'm not gonna get there, but I know I know that I can do some things. Like I, I know that I can do good things in this sport. I'm not gonna be the best in the world because when I'm so let's say I'm 28 right now. Let's say when I'm 38, I have my black belt and I'm rolling against another 38-year-old black belt, but he's been training since he was five. Like yeah, it's a like huge difference. Certain people yeah. that you feel like you'll never reach, but yeah. controversially, do you think um at that level, athleticism plays a huge role. True, yeah. Does it play a greater role? That's what I black belt. Everyone yeah. knows the same techniques. And right, that's true. Seeing what's being done and they know how yeah. to undo everything. And that, we've talked about this. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, so I it's when like I, white and black belt athleticism yeah. means everything. when I first started. Yeah, I, I I definitely relied more on athleticism when I first started because I'm. I'm like just an absolute athlete. Yeah. Like I'll never get tired. I'm strong. Like, and just the mindset plays into it too. Like I could outwork most people. So yeah. when I first started, I relied on that a lot, but now I'm more technical. So now I like to yeah. do more technique stuff, but um, I guess true. Like when I'm like, if I keep up my same work ethic and like athleticism for the next 10 years, it could make a huge difference, you know, but I also, yeah, I don't, all yeah. That knowledge and yeah. Be and so like, at one point, I remember when I first started, someone had me in side control, and I literally like bench pressed them off of me and just like sat up. And <laughs> someone was like, "Dude, it's crazy that you can do that." And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm I don't want to rely on that." Yeah. But then they said the same thing. Like once I get the technique and still have the strength, like I can play both. Yeah, once you know that you could have yeah. got armbar there. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, for sure. And I think I I think I got hit by that a couple times, and then I now I don't do it anymore. Yeah. But like. I don't know it, it definitely plays a big factor but like if you like i remember rolling with someone at pure um I, I don't know his exact weight but i know he was at least 20 or 30 pounds lighter than me um and he like threw me around like he like kept hitting these weird angles and stuff and would have my back randomly like he, like so he i was way heavier than him i'm sure i was a better athlete than him yeah but he was so technical dude some of the toughest rolls for me are those docky little like yeah five foot four ish yeah, have you? Dudes, uh, a like blue pretty belt. strong, but small and stocky. Yeah, yeah, um, it's like they could just curl up in a ball and yeah. they can't do anything. Um, there's a blue belt that low Gino. I don't know. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Gino. Gino is just, he's like the best of both worlds. Like he's, like he's big, he's strong, but he's also super athletic. Yeah. So he's like, just the crush from him is crazy. So yeah, he, he's good. And there's also another blue belt part at, um, at Lowell that's, that's just 
sick. Um, Armando's really good too, who you yeah. roll with today. And even I never got to yeah. roll with Armando. Yeah, I wanted to see you two roll because Armando rolls. Um, he rolls like a bully. Like he rolls like a wrestler. He was never oh, yeah. a wrestler, but he he like hits those blast doubles and stuff like that. Like yeah. he rolls like a wrestler, and he's he's a fun roll. Um, and Bart is just like a funk guy. Like he he like always That's like twisting weird. and stuff like oh, that, weird stuff. movements and stuff. And then Zach, you roll with Zach today. Um, I've said this before, but I like I never get stubbed by white belts. Like I, it's he's like, super but athletic. so he and yeah, he's ten he's pounds. Like he's one forty five. He's ten pounds lighter than me, and he subs me. Like like I he took a while off, and I like our schedules didn't work out, so we didn't yeah. roll for a while. Um, and then he gets me most of the time now, so he, I think he can be really yeah, good. He called me especially he's one forty five, so he's throwing me around. I'm athletic as At hell and ten pounds heavier yeah. than him. If he rolls in a one forty five pound white belt division, I think he's going to do really good too. Oh, so yeah. there's but there's a lot of just stud athletes at Lobo that yeah. like they're get, they're getting the technique down, but at, people are just like animals, you know, and yeah. and that's a you know we we like that mindset. And this it. area, well, the area of Lobo, yeah, it's gotta be good. Blair Blair Academy wrestling wrestlers, and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I never wrestled. Um, I mean, I think I wrestled in like kindergarten, like first grade. Like I was really little. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Um, but I have decent takedown defense just because my balance is really. Like, I'm just really good yeah. at staying upright. And I don't know why. Like, I was always good at balance during Ninja, but I never, like, worked on it. It was just something I was good at. Um, so, like, if people have me in, like, a, like, have me in a single leg, I could probably stay up just by hopping around and stuff like yeah. that. Or, like, um, I like athleticism does play yeah, a part. Yeah, you end up on the back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get – I do. Up. I get backs a lot. Like, because – and I, my style of jiu-jitsu, I, I'm not – going full speed the whole time yeah. like i like to i don't like to attack as much i like to play like play more defensively and then find openings yeah, so yeah. like i'll like i'll like i won't panic in bad positions because i know the bad position is not going to last and i'll like slowly worm my way to a better position and then start going for subs like yeah i i don't i don't go out and i and gordon ryan talks about this but i think that my the longevity of my jiu-jitsu career like not i'm not career not like is in loose terms but like the longevity of my jujitsu journey is yeah. going to be good because i'm not relying on explosive movements i'm relying like but yeah, I, I, do, I do i do explode yeah i explode sometimes like because i'll like wait as soon as i see an opening like as soon as i see the back is to me a little bit i'll shoot over to the back yeah, when you have yeah. um but then also i feel like in the same sense i can like kind of wiggle my way into positions a lot like I've, I'm like in one yeah. small right like I'll get from guard to back sometimes just randomly I'll just yeah. like if they're like leaning to this I'll like wiggle like to squirm over to get their back yeah. like I don't like to rely on the cardio and the athleticism but then at the end of our last match the 10 minute match like when you were like all right 30 seconds like then I'll go all out because like there's nothing seconds, to lose like especially if I've been competing yeah I see that last 30 seconds that I'm going yeah you know, going all out and I because, like, yeah, you got to convince yourself just training. If you're training to compete that last 30 seconds, you're down on points. You need yeah. Something. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun challenge. That I give myself like, am I, if you were losing, like, can you get this up? 30 seconds? I'm like, okay, I need a sweep. I need this. I need that in yeah. my head and try to get it. That's cool. I like that. Um, and I feel like my style of rolling just doesn't like, styles make fights it's kind of a cliche statement but like yeah i'll like i'll roll with people and beat them and those people will beat people that smoke me like it's, it's just math, weird fight math doesn't yeah work. it doesn't yeah. make sense like because uh, like 
because just I guess my style of rolling just mixes well with certain people and yeah. stuff like that. Like I, I'm constantly. I don't even really like guillotines, but I'm always seeing guillotines. Like I, I pull guillotines out of nowhere. But like there's people yeah. who are just have real solid guillotine defense. So then I'm already in those matches. I'm at a deficit versus the other ones. Like you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. How it really fight math doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah. You'll have people in the gym that everyone's like, I have such a hard time with this guy. And yeah, like, yeah. And then another guy, you know, yeah. Well, like, I smoke you, and another guy will be like, "Oh, yeah, I he's, have no yeah, he's not bad." Um, but I know, like, um, the one there's one guy I roll with sometimes that like we always have good matches. Like, I think I I used to sub him a lot. Like now he's improved a lot, so like I don't necessarily sub him a lot, but I don't think he's ever subbed me. But he and he's like a he's like two ten, yeah. and he he's going and winning tournaments. Like he's winning yeah. tournaments at two ten, and I'm like not even touching podium at one fifty five. So like just my style also, matches up with him, especially at lower levels. Weight classes are so varied, and yeah, I weight plays into so much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I compete at a big weight class, and you could enter a tournament that everyone's yoked as hell. Yeah, um, that's true. You get you pull, the, you pull like a Jocko style or, guy. Yeah, or you could just get a fat slob yeah. or whatever, or someone that's real tall and skinny. And then we, you know, we're at 145, 150, whatever. Those yeah. lighter weights, everyone's kind of built more similarly mm-hmm. than yeah. at bigger weights. Yeah, and I, I wanted to do an absolute division just because, like, sometimes I roll better with heavier people because I like the, the cardio and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But the last comp I did, the absolute division was, like, 9 a.m. and I couldn't get there. Plus, the absolute division was open rank, too. So if I'm rolling, like, I got smoked by a blue belt. That was my weight. If I'm rolling against, yeah, like, a heavyweight brown belt, a heavyweight purple belt, blue belt, like, yeah. a comp level, like, they're in competition yeah, mode. Yeah, like, kind of sketchy yeah. that they do it that Yeah, way. it was weird. I've yeah. seen white and blue belts put together then purple and up for yeah up in divisions no gi, mm. but what um what is your why is your preference gi um we've got ta- yeah. talked about it a little bit yeah like i don't know i kind of go back and forth right I, now. I, I feel like i've just been unfolding so many new things like i have sort of a game and i've just been learning new things about that game in the gi right now uh-huh. The, yeah, like I'm deep into experimenting. And gotcha. That it's just holding me right now, and I go through phases. In six months, I like no yeah. better. Um, and before I took time off, I was getting real good at nogi and like nogi better. Mm-hmm. I took time off and came back and really like the gi. Maybe it's also that I recently got my purple belt and I just want to break it in. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, so I'm sure, like, I have a lot of friends that. I mean, a lot's also loose, loosely quoted, but I have friends that will listen to this that don't do jiu-jitsu. So just to explain the difference, gi is like the traditional uniform. And when you roll gi, you're allowed to hold on to the uniform. So you can tie them up with a uniform. You can choke them with the uniform, whatever you want. So no gi is just like shorts and under armor. So you can't hold the clothes. So like I like no gi better because it's easier for me to just be an athlete yeah. in, in no gi. Um, and like, I do like gi because there's nothing more satisfying than choking someone out with their gi. Yeah. Like, it's just a great feeling. But like, I, I'm, I'm big in scrambles. Like, scrambles are where I get good positions or I get mm-hmm. chokes and stuff in scrambles. But a lot of times the gi takes away the scrambles. Like, they're just squeezing onto my gi so yeah, hard that there's like, less scrambles. Yeah, you know, the type of stuff I yeah. do in the yeah. gi seem like the 
that weird spider lapel thing that yeah. you do. And I, it's so I learned a little spider so guard. Um, but like, yeah, so you'll you'll get me tied up, like my arm will be stuck, and I'll literally like I'm just stuck there, and like that yeah. takes away all my game because I can't scramble, yeah. I can't be fast and stuff like that. So, but I, I do when I first and I did maybe like maybe I like it too because I'm not super yeah, athletic. Yeah, you're not a scrambly guy. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's just because I feel like I liked part of pure. What I liked is there's gi and no gi class every night, so you can do both every night. Oh yeah, so that was cool. cool. Um, but like when I first started, because I um when I was a kid, I used to roll a lot with friends. Like none of us knew what we were doing. We just watched too much UFC. Yeah. So I, I, uh, and then I did karate for a long time. So my friend and I would just roll in gi cause we were there for karate and just like, we didn't know what we were doing though. So we were just like, it was basically like a wrestling match. Um, but then when I first started, I was like, Oh yeah, like gi, like I, I've done this, but then it's just totally different when you roll against someone who knows how to use the gi for jujitsu. No, and it was, it's actually pretty cool. After I joined, so when you were doing it, when you did karate yeah. and you were rolling around in the gi, were you guys trying to do gi chokes? No, and no, because like we or didn't like, know anything. Did you not understand? No, literally was, nothing. We we done. watched UFC, um, so you were just doing so no we were basically gi doing gi. no gi and gi. I mean, but we we learned some some things like some simple things like hip throws, judo throws, judo like throws so we knew how to use the gi in that sense, like. For like pushing and pulling and stuff yeah. like that but when we hit the ground it was it became no gi yeah. um and because just like we watched too much ufc and we would see these moves in ufc like oh like arm bar like it was all about arm bars triangles like but now that i've done jujitsu for six how i ate i don't know however many months and i actually know techniques and stuff like that i almost never go for an arm bar like i'll go every once in a while but for me that's a way lower percentage technique than maybe a triangle or even like a rear naked yeah, choke and stuff like that. Been big, especially in the gi. Yeah, so I've and that's what when I'm rolling no gi more often. Maybe that's why I'm less successful with arm bars because that's so slippery. slippery. Yeah, it's hard to finish one. And no yeah, but like I hit. That's what I hit. My first comp was arm bar in gi. But that's what sometimes I'll bait the arm bar. Like I'll leave my arm in a spot that Just I yeah that, yeah exactly yeah. like i know i'm slippery and i'm fast so i'll like i'll put my arm somewhere and i'm like if i just leave this here for a couple seconds they're gonna go for an arm bar and as soon as they go for the arm bar i just slip right yeah, out and i'm fine yeah. yeah but that also has backfired at, yeah. at but i mean but that's how you learn like i'm gonna get subbed testing things out learning yeah. how to do the different stuff especially you know if you're with like a brand new guy i almost feel like it's okay to be doing that yeah that, like you know you're teaching them Mm -hmm. You need to go for this arm bar now. But also teaching them. You know, you're sticking it yeah. straight up in, in their face. Like, yeah. You're telling them, it, and, it's time to take that. Because I'm, and I'll learn to take yeah. it eventually. A lot of things that I've done in my whole life, I'm like, I'm generally way better than an, a, a new person, but there's still also a way a huge gap between me and someone that's really good. Like someone that even like random white belts, like I'm gonna, I'm really good compared to normal white belts. But if you look at like a really good blue belt, there's a huge gap there too. Like there's a gap yeah. on both ends. So yeah. that's what, when I'm rolling with new people, I like to get them in a couple submissions. And then um, like, so that way they know that, that like I know, I at least know a decent amount, and then I'll put myself in bad positions and try to escape or yeah. like let them go for moves. Because like if I do that right away, I don't want them to think that they're like they're like oh like this guy's been training for a long time like I'm crushed. I don't want to give them a false sense of anything, yeah. but I want I also want to work on stuff like so if I I give them mount, I can work on my mount escapes 
more technically than if it's like someone like you or someone who's been training for a long time. So there's definitely benefits to giving bad positions up to people, mm -hmm. but that's why I'll, I'll probably try to do that on newer people, you know, just so I can, I can actually drill with the little people, you yeah. know, newer people. Yeah. I don't, so I hit my first buggy choke today. I was, it was super, oh, yeah. super exciting. So I don't know the guy's name, but he was the, the other, not, not the guy, Zach, that we were rolling with the other guy. Yeah, I shouldn't know his name. Yeah, um, but he was wearing like I'm a Gracie so Baja shirt, yeah. uh, grass guys. But I, because I never understand buggy chokes, they like don't make sense to me. But I guess I've been doing it the wrong way. I've been going here instead of like under here. So yeah, I just yeah. remember I was like slowly inching my arm to so where it needed to be. Yeah. So then he was like, "What are you doing?" And like as soon as he said that was when I locked it in. He was like, "Ah, oh, like all right." But like I've been wanting to hit a buggy for a while, so that was cool. We we had this brand new white belt. Who competed um, at the grappling industries and they're like they were new and there was some the one white belt in the division was like yeah i've been training for two years like why are you rolling in a white belt division then right. um so but he this new the new kid um danny he's like a little guy so he was competing up weight yeah. he hit a buggy choke at the comp and everyone freaked out like, yeah that's got he's just cool, he's dude. so lengthy that he buggy chokes like his thing so he hit it and everyone's like oh like that was awesome yeah but it's it's this cool really no. yeah well like you're too wide i'm never gonna hit a buggy choke on yeah. you i need to hit it on smaller people so but yeah it's, it's definitely a fun choke i really like the part of jujitsu like sooner or later there has to be no more techniques that can be invented, right? Like sooner or later, they have we have to find Is all the techniques. But like that's it's crazy. Like something like a buggy choke can come out of nowhere. And I know. feel like that's almost not simple. Like it's not easy. It really is, but like it's a simple concept yeah. that I feel like should have been thought that's about. That's what it's crazy. Sooner, I, I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's so similar to a standard triangle choke yeah or even an arm triangle but you're basically doing an arm triangle like with a different part of your body yeah like, like, it's whatever. almost like an inverted triangle yeah. but no one ever thought to just yeah. that's cool so it's like is there just stuff right in front of our faces yeah i know could be being done that we're just literally not doing for no reason like how cool would it be to like invent a technique though like, yeah you know i mean that lapel guard that i like to do i never really see anyone yeah do it. i've never saw anyone do it I'd like for someone else to be doing a lot of it. Yeah. Because I don't even know what to Google to get better at it. True. You know. You just got to do it in rolls against white belts. Like, I kind of like got my foot caught in someone's key one day. You're like, oh, this kind of works. And I was using it to keep distance and, you know, essentially stall a little bit and eventually swept with it. But I'm like, what if I did that on purpose and grab it? And it's like some things you don't learn you just make them up and whether yeah whether someone made it up before you or not mm -hmm. you know you still just made it up and that could be the next big thing i like it i like it you know we'll never you know i don't know if we'll ever see the techniques run out you know but yeah or we're just gonna keep recycling them and call true different really stuff. old <laughs> things that people, yeah, people forget about something and yeah. start over like uh, do you know Mike Mutsumichi or whatever? Yeah. How he does the heel hook like with his neck instead of in his armpit? Yeah. Like so that's new. Like, or but maybe it's been done a long time ago and people forgot about it. And then yeah, you know, so who knows? You know, yeah, and it's, then, it's cool. yeah, like people just do the same thing with a different name or very yeah. mild adjustment to it. Mm -hmm. But those adjustments could make it a whole nother animal. You know? Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about mental health. No, this is, I think this is the big thing for me. I, uh, I definitely struggled a lot when I was younger. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about this, but I didn't have a great 
living situation. I had it, I had it way better than a lot of people. I'm not going to complain, but also I didn't, I didn't like to be home. You know, I didn't like my, my childhood home. And so most of the time I would just go out and drink because there was nothing mm-hmm. else to do. Like I, I didn't want to be home. My friends and I would go to a field and we would drink and throw up and come home and go to sleep. Um, and I think I was battling a lot of like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. But to me, I didn't want to admit it because then it made it real. Like that's always a thing to me. If I said yeah. it out loud, it was real. So, um, so I just drank and we said this, I drank to kill that, those demons inside of me, yeah. but it was actually just, it was just making it worse. So when I, I stopped drinking, um, and automatically got better already. But then when I, I found Ninja Warrior right, and stopped drinking right at the same time. So I, I finally, and I said this, like I was generally good at stuff right away, like without trying. So I could fit in with the average person by not trying that hard. So like, I never cared enough to try that hard. Yeah. So then Ninja, I, I was terrible. I was not good at Ninja when I started because I like I couldn't fit in by not working hard. So Ninja taught me how to work hard because I needed to. Um, so then that made me stop drinking. That made me start eating healthy. Um, and I kind of carried that into Jiu-Jitsu. But I definitely, there was a long time that I, when I was a kid, I struggled with like, you know, not knowing, like, I think I just, I just had demons inside of me and yeah. I, I didn't know how to deal with this. So I just tried to make it yeah, worse. Self-medicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I acted all like on the outside, I acted all tough. Like I purposely like, like ended friendships by being that person um, because it was mm-hmm. easier for me to not have friends because I was like just toxic to myself at that point. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you wouldn't hold yourself to any Yeah, exactly. Have- yeah. Um, yeah. And- so similarly, yeah. you know, my brother's a super genius and mm-hmm. I like, not to take anything off him. And I had learning issues growing up when I'm having a seizure in the middle of class. Yeah. I still have like a tremor in my hand mm-hmm. from it. Like I couldn't write that well. I was fidgety. I, I was diagnosed with ADHD and you know, if you don't take meds, especially back then, there's not much they'll do for it. Yeah. So it just kind of slipped by, but and this is where my obsession with like all in, all out, yeah. it's got to be perfect or nothing came into play because I had issues learning and my brother was a genius. And when I take home a B minus, a C plus, it'd be the end of the world. Yeah. Like I was an idiot. Like I, I could never keep up with my brother getting straight A pluses mm-hmm. constantly, but I do the best I can and that won't be good enough. So, so I try. So by the end of elementary school beginning of middle school i was fine with scraping by on d's and yeah because like, like it doesn't matter b's yeah. not good enough you're not gonna get the a so you might as well just get yeah it. so like yeah i would waste so much potential just because i felt like i had to be perfect or nothing yeah um, i get i'm the same way and i like i didn't take school serious because to me like my future wasn't college and like degrees and th- these big brain jobs like yeah. to me i just needed to get out of school like i just needed to pass yeah, and get out and there like, you know graduating high school my parents insisted that i went to college or something i went to school mm-hmm. for automotive and never used it yeah. to make money a single day in my life but i just did because i had to do something and it was the quickest program i could mm-hmm. get out of i uh i went to college for a couple years like not enough to get anything but yeah. it was it was the same thing it was my mom was like well you graduated high school, you need to work full time or go to college. Yeah. And I was working full time and going to college. But and like I get yeah. that. Like, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh I I had 
my mom tried her best. Um, I, we had some disagreements, but like at one point my mom kicked me out. I was like 22. I got kicked out of the house. It, like, yeah. it's not worth going into why we, we just disagreed on some stuff. Um, I'm sure if I like had a conversation with her after it would have been fine and she would have welcomed me mm -hmm. back. But to me, all or nothing, like we just talked about. So yeah, like, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah. to me that that door was closed, it was, it was closed and locked. It didn't matter. Yeah. So, so I'm like, she was like, you have till your birthday. It was like a month before my birthday. I moved out that weekend. It didn't matter. I, I was sleeping on couches for a little bit. Like, I don't like, I wasn't homeless. Like to me, that means like sleeping on a park bench. Yeah. But, like I didn't have an address for a few days. And then I found someone renting a room and I started renting that and, and that was it. But, um, I think that kind of made me put me in a better, like I learned to be an adult a yeah, lot you know? you yeah even i learned to be an adult when i was younger so, like my dad passed away i don't know how old i was probably like 20 but even before that he wasn't like he was old he had like alzheimer's and stuff like that like, he mm -hmm. wasn't like the man of the house he wasn't present yeah exactly and he like like my parents didn't split up but they didn't want to be together either they didn't Same. have the money so yeah yeah my parents never got along and i always kind of blame myself in the whole epilepsy yeah. thing to like it puts a lot of stress yeah, on it. Put a lot of me, and then later on, I was always fucking up in school, and they'd fight about that a lot. Mm. And like, I always kind of blame myself. But like, growing up as a kid, I prayed my parents would split. I wanted them to get a divorce, but they did the whole "we're gonna stay together for the kids," uh, mm -hmm. which probably did the opposite of what they wanted it to do. Yeah, like. Yeah, it didn't do anyone favors, and like, yeah, they thought they were doing the right thing. Nothing against them. But uh, my mom moved out, and my relationship with both my parents got so got much better. better. I forget where I was going with that. It was I was talking about. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my parents. So like, they didn't get along. We didn't have enough money for them to split up. That yeah. was the thing. My like, there was not like we couldn't afford it. So um, and and that played into the drinking because. I just didn't want to be home. Home was like mm -hmm. just a toxic place for a while. And I, yeah. if, what could I do? I could just go drink and forget everything was going on. Um, but then, so anyway, yeah, I got kicked out. I moved into a, a couple places. Like now I have my own place. Like it, it's great now, but it's, you know, like you said, all or nothing. Like to me, that was it. Like I haven't talked to my brother in probably 10 years. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I never even went on. You had a brother. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, that, that, how I was going to that. He, um, he joined the air force when i was he was i think he was right out of high school so he was like 18 19. yeah so i was two years younger than him so i was like 16. um so he moved out um then he uh which i don't blame him i'm not mad at him for that i tried to get out too man i i didn't yeah. want to be there so he got out good for him and then my dad it, there was a lot of issues and i became the man of the house in a house that i didn't want to be in and then um I had to basically take care of my dad. He was, my dad was dying. I had to take care of him, but I hated the man, you know, it was rough because yeah. I didn't want to be anywhere near him. And I was like, you know, so, um, you know, he passed away and I think the relationship, the relationship with my mom, she, like, I always knew she tried her best. So I appreciated that. Um, but we just ended up, it ended up not working out. I didn't talk to her for months. And then we, we, we reconnected and we'll go out and get food every once in a while. But I think, adding some distance to it definitely helps you know yeah um but she she wanted me to get tested for adhd when i was a kid but i refused to yeah you my know? parents kind of did it yeah like, at school and six yeah i did and then when i was diagnosed with it they kind of like wanted to go to a different doctor kind yeah of thing and um I, and i agree though i'm glad like i wasn't medicated for yeah it. you know i think all that's just yeah um i think because 
there is situations where medicine is very useful, but there's also situations that you can avoid medicine. So, so you know, prescribed yeah, everyone has ADHD these days. They just, yeah. as soon as a kid can't focus, antidepressants, all that. Yeah, and the yeah. I medical. to me, I never wanted to go on any of those like antidepressants or anti anxiety or anything because I because all or nothing that I I would be on it forever. You know, I, yeah, I didn't exactly. want to depend on that. Um, like I I 100 have OCD. Um, but like, to me, I never knew, I didn't understand it when I was younger, but so yeah. I, I'm obsessed like, like I shave my arms specifically because hair bothers me. Like I hate hair. Like, so if I see a hair, like right now I've been doing it all this whole time, but I'll see a hair that stands out to me and I'll need to pull it out. Like huh. I, I obsess, I, I can't focus on anything till I pull that hair out. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of anything like immediately yeah. like that, that I do, but I was so I guess OCD when I was a kid. When I was coming, another reason I couldn't really learn. They thought I was ambidextrous, but it was like a weird obsession. I was obsessed. Like mm -hmm. I would write one word with my left hand, and that's what I, I have hand. to be even. I'm writing a book, and that's one of the first chapters is about that. Yeah. I I'd switch it to the point that I was switching each letter. I was. Dang. Writing with a different hand, and it wasn't like I didn't know what hand I had to write with. It was I was obsessed with yeah, the that's balance. it. And like the point that like I just itched my face right now. Mm. When I was six, seven years old, I had to have do to this the other side to the exact same point. Yeah, and like everything had to be exactly balanced. That way. Yeah, I see. So like I always thought, like I was like, oh no way, I have OCD. Like my car's a mess, my desk is a mess, my room's a mess. Like, I don't have OCD, so, yeah, but so it, that's, that's just not how it works. Like yeah. I will literally like like I have to shave my arms because if not, I will sit there picking hair that I don't want. Like yeah. if I shave my face. Like the rest of the day, I like try to find hairs on my face and just obsess and pull them out. Like yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I have like random little scars all over my arm, like dots, just because I'll see a hair that I don't like and I'll dig it out. Like I'll, I'll pick it out of my skin <laughs> until I'm bleeding so I can get this hair out. Wow. So like, and but like I, I would never want to be diagnosed with OCD because I don't want as to me as soon as things get written, when, when things get you. written down, they're real. Like if if a doctor yeah. somewhere in some office writes down that I have OCD. I'm going to have OCD for the rest of my life. Yeah, and with something like that, it's like, you know, you have it. Yeah, who cares? And if you don't agree with how. Yeah, I'm not going to take medicine, whatever. Fits, I'll just shave my arms, whatever. You know, you know? Dr. Google works fine. Yeah, and it's it's called, I just had to Google it. It's called trick trichotillomania hmm. and in some situations people that have like you literally it the definition is it's also known as tricks when someone cannot resist the urge to pull out their hair they may pull out their hair on their head eyebrows or other places such as eyebrows eyelashes um part of it is that you might also feel the need to eat your hair but i just want to go on record to saying i do not do that <laughs> i don't eat my hair i don't want to do that at all but i just i pick it out Dude, and sometimes i'll like obsess with that hair like i'll like roll it in my fingers for a while and then the end like and sooner or later i'll be like all right we're good but like <laughs> i'll i'll go into the bathroom and i'll i'll like go to the bathroom and then while i'm washing my hands i'll look in the mirror and I'm like oh like that's a hair and next thing i'll know i'll be in there for like 10 minutes with tweezers just individually pulling out like a hundred hairs just because like yeah i just get obsessed with it yeah. um and then like i'll be watching a movie and i'll like feel a hair on my neck and like that movie might as well not be on so i at this point i know i just have tweezers everywhere i have tweezers in my car tweezers at work like i just know i need tweezers because if i don't have them i'm i'm gonna obsess i'm gonna dig it out with my hand hmm. um so like, i mean like mental health is crazy, you know, like, yeah. And there's so many different things, like something like that. Like you don't really think 
that's yeah. a mental health thing, but it is. There's yeah. so many layers to it. And I really, I truly 100% believe that when I stopped drinking, my mental health went up so oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Alcohol is literally a poison. It's yeah. poison. By definition, it's a poison. So you're poisoning yourself constantly. And like, how are you supposed to, and I, we talked about this before, like, how am I supposed to be the best version of myself if I'm poisoning myself all the time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even, even if it, alcohol was a steroid or something that is making you the best version of yourself, you're only the best version of yourself with that. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And you can't be the best version of yourself without it. What happens when you don't have it? Like you yeah. need um, to and, be in control of yourself. And I, so I don't, I don't smoke either, but I really believe that weed should be legal and alcohol should not. That's a rabbit hole to get yeah. into. I think it should be decriminalized, but I don't think it should be legal. So, yeah, I, I get that. And I don't think it should be prescribed medical. No, I see. I, I think so many people, oh, my anxiety, whatever, not to. Yeah, I, I agree. Anxiety, I agree. Marijuana is not helping that. And I just, I think that it's just way better for you it's and for the environment and everything than alcohol. Like, yeah. how many deaths happen a year for alcohol? Zero deaths you happen from weed. Any of it. I don't think the legal age should be until you're at least 26 when your brain is. Yeah, right. Developed. So I. Especially with marijuana, because that's where it gets tricky with mm -hmm. mental health stuff. You know, people think they're self-medicating and they're really making it worse. I yeah, have, and that's how it was with alcohol. I have a really good friend with schizophrenia, and he's been smoking weed since he was 12. And it's proven that it promotes the onset of schizophrenic breaks. Okay. But, you know, people think and they hear some bro science about marijuana that it's helping them. And, yeah, I do think it's better than alcohol i don't think it's medicine i i well, i do think it does help people i don't think it's the band-aid solution that everyone thinks it is yeah i, I think it i think it, i mean again i don't do it i don't want to do it but i yeah. do think that there's a lot of situations yeah, that it helps say the reason for pain the pain suppressant in marijuana smoking it is one tenth of that of ibuprofen Dang. which ibuprofen is practically useless yeah i don't even for, like taking you know, ibuprofen yeah me stuff. neither i'm like and that's practically useless for pain now like one tenth of that what yeah that's less than just putting an ice pack on it i uh, like yeah i mean i it would not surprise me if i went the rest of my life without taking a drug or drinking alcohol yeah. you know it's just not it's just not something i enjoy you know i want to i want to be aware all the time like i want to know what's going on i want to be the best version of myself i want to like the and i don't i don't even know if i can remember how being drunk felt but i just know that like i what you're not all there so like yeah. why do i want to be not all there you know and also i at this point i hate being in situation like not necessarily totally but i don't like to not be in control of things like exactly, and i don't yeah. need to i don't need to be 100 percent in control but if i'm somewhere like if i'm somewhere i want to be able to leave if i have to but like mm -hmm. if i'm drunk then i can't leave you know or, yeah or i don't want to be or like let's say like a fight breaks out like if if i'm sober i'm more level-headed i'm more like yeah. i i can de-escalate the situation instead of just being drunk and hitting you know like yeah. this there's, there's so many more benefits to being sober and you probably get this too, but 
um, not too much anymore, but I have been judged way more often for not drinking than I've ever judged people oh, for absolutely. drinking. It's, it's, yeah. it's always like, oh, why? Or like, what's the issue or whatever? Like, and I, I'm sure, yeah, there's reasons, but also I just don't want to do it. Like, yeah. why does, why do yeah. I have to have a reason to not want to drink? Alcohol is the most addictive drug in the world. Yeah. You could yeah. die from, yeah. You know what a hangover is? Um, it's no. a withdrawal. Is it? A hangover is a mini withdrawal. Alcohol is that addictive that. 12 hours later, your body's having a withdrawal. I thought it was just it. your dehydrated. No, it's, it's a withdrawal symptom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I like, and I'll never judge anyone from drinking. Like, like my girlfriend, yeah, exactly. my girlfriend like, drinks. Do she doesn't, yeah, yeah. She doesn't go out and get wasted. Like, you know, that yeah. would, I wouldn't like that, but she should have a couple drinks here and there. Like yeah. who cares? Like I'm having people over later for like a Halloween thing. There's going to be ton, plenty of alcohol, and I don't care if you do your thing. Yeah, exactly. If, if, like, it's, if you're not, you're making your bit, own choices. I, mean, I bartended for like a decade, and then one of my good friends died, and I put a lot of blame on myself for that. Mm-hmm. When COVID happened, and I got out of the bar scene and started to like realize, you know, I was a glorified drug dealer. And like, I didn't like that. Like, I won't nitpick people who drink, but. I get weird about it. I get weird about looking at it because one of my good friends died and I kind of allowed it to happen. Mm. So like I've kind of been exploring like where the middle ground is where I can say, Hey, like I care about you. Like you, you might should, have a yeah, problem. Exactly. And not come off as someone who's never drank either doesn't know or is judging. And like, there's no middle ground. So I had a good friend. I actually met there. Actually, hold on a second. So we, 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 all right. Good. So I had a good friend that I met through video games, actually. And, you know, I was in a weird relationship. He was in a weird relationship. Like, we really bonded over video games at that miserable midnight, 2 a.m. kind of yeah. time that you're playing up playing middle video games and being kind of miserable. Yeah. And, like, we bonded a lot. And it got to a point where, you know, we actually met up in real life and hung out. Over at you know, hey, dude, I met in video games. He was like six hours into Pennsylvania. Mm. Like we went to Baltimore for a weekend, which is a pretty crazy story. But um, yeah. So a couple months after I met him, I was supposed to meet him again at Penn State, and I was still in this sketchy relationship. And like, I don't know. I just didn't really want to go, and I was mm. supposed to be his DD. Ooh. And uh. We were kind of playing it, and I was like, I just started a new job, and I didn't know if I was going to have to work that weekend or not. I wasn't going to request off. Just right, you fresh started, yeah. Just to kind of go babysit, you know, that's... Yeah, so I was kind of like, you know, if I'm off, I'll do it. And I ended up blowing him off, and he flipped his truck on his way home, drunk driving. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is it crazy situation that i learned a ton from yeah you just gotta learn from it that happened shortly before covid and then every restaurant shut down i wasn't bartending anymore and that opened my eyes like i never wanted to work in that industry again yeah not that i'm against it like i'm against alcohol but i'm not against people drinking Mm -hmm. yeah same like i won't i don't judge at all i'd be over the moon if it became illegal but while it's legal and you know, people, people aren't doing anything wrong. People are so convinced that, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Like everyone does it type of thing that 
I, I'm not talking anyone out of it, but since that happened, I've been kind of like, you know, I have to, and he had ob- an obvious drinking problem. I never called him out on it. So it's like, there's gotta be a middle ground, but I just, yeah, I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. And there's a difference between people having a couple of drinks and people that have a problem, obviously yeah. binge drinking that. And I was a binge drinker, like yeah. all or nothing. You know, if we were going to drink that day, we were, we were drinking, you know, yeah. I, I've, I'm, I've had alcohol poisoning several times. I'm sure. Like there was times where I was like throwing up, like it looked unsafe. Like, you know, I was, it yeah. was rough nights, some very rough nights. And then, and then the next day's not fun. And part of it's like, originally I stopped drinking and like, I would say I want zero alcohol in my system if I'm going to drive because like I would go to a bar and have like a drink and drive and that like, that's fine. It's below the limit. You're still fine. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I don't even want to risk it. If I'm driving, I want zero alcohol in my system. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it just stemmed into not drinking at all. Um, basically I don't want to be hung over on a Sunday morning and not be able to train or work out or, or like yeah. live a normal day. I want to be able to be my best person. And if I was hung over, then I wouldn't be able to do that. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. But and again, nothing. I don't judge at all if anyone drink. You know, it's, yeah, your, exactly. it's your life. Yeah. And like, if, if if you do it, anything everyone, in moderation is fine. Advice, like. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is just right now is choking people unconscious. Yeah. But I mean, not necessarily and, choking them out. And but. we know that other people could judge that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it's you know the same self destructive type of habit is yeah. Drinking, you know, I don't mind. Habit, I don't mind pain. There was a long time in my life that I was like chasing pain. You know, so yeah. what, what is someone like, like I'll wait a little extra in an arm bar and I'm like, oh yeah, like, okay, I feel it. I remember one time, so we, I was, when I basically kind of first started at Lobo or maybe I was a couple months in, um, but someone had me in like a Americana or something and I like, they had it pretty tight and I knew it hurt like a little bit, but I just, I just remember being like, break it. Like, like I just, I literally <laughs> said that out loud. And then like seconds after I said that the bell rang, you know, like, I guess we'll never see how this unfolds, but like, whatever, if like my arm breaks, my arm breaks, yeah. who cares, you know, when we've talked about like, what, if I go unconscious, I'm just gonna wake up, whatever. You know? Yeah. Like, so the, but like, and people see that and be like, dude, like, why are you doing like, why yeah. you willingly get choked unconscious and then they'll go have a beer, like just a beer. And like, we're just told it's just so different, you know? Yeah. But there's, I just really think, and I think I still, I have demons inside of me. You know, I had, oh, yeah. I, had demons. I had demons when I was a kid, but I just didn't know how to deal with it. So I drank, but then I discovered that I could kill those demons by working out. And, and that's yeah. how, like, cause working out hurts sometimes, right? Like lifting, like you feel pain. So if I was trying to feel pain, why not do it in a way that's going to help me grow? Yeah. For me, like talking about, you know, working out is therapy essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget who said it or where I read it, but. When you're at jujitsu, if you spend half a second thinking about anything but not getting, you're getting choked, choked out. out. I think that was Zuckerberg. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. so you spend the slightest yeah. time thinking about you're anything else, and it it's kind of a reset. Um, he he said it. He might not have been the first person to say it, but I know yeah. he said it because he has so much going on. He runs this company that billions of people use. Like he has a lot going on. And it forces so, you not to. Think. And he would go for runs, and the runs would just give him more time to think about it. But yeah. instead, he does jujitsu because he's he can't think about anything but jujitsu. And there was a little bit of time that I I was really into running. And a runner's high is real. I would mm-hmm. sometimes if you run enough, you don't have the energy to be upset about things. You know, you're you're just yeah, like you're yeah. chilling because you're so tired. But jujitsu, like you're getting that cardio, but like 
it's it's a chess game, you know. It's it's it stimulates your mind and your body, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's entirely consuming. Yeah, like every single muscle, every single yep neuron in your brain has to be dedicated to it. But they're all firing. Um, I think we we should start to get ready to wrap up because my dogs need to go out. But I want to yeah, go right. over to talk like you your quote. Do you remember your quote? Or I wrote it down. He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. That I, I think that's really solid. When I yeah. read that, I was pretty psyched about it. Um, like, yeah, go ahead. I just and it goes into the jujitsu stuff, but like, I, I have demons, like I've said, and and to me, that those grueling workouts is what kills it. So I'm trying to make myself into a beast, and in the process of doing that things don't bother me anymore you know like it's yeah. literally the pain of being a, a human being like i don't i don't want to be thinking about my everyday problems all the time so to do that I'm, I'm trying to become a beast and if you obsess i obsess about this we already said this i obsess so i obsess about jujitsu yeah. if i'm if i don't have something like that to obsess about i'm gonna obsess about the negatives and stuff yeah. like that you know there's like a duality to the term beast because you know beast can be a good or a bad thing today like oh mm -hmm. you're a oh, beast true. you're a badass I mean, it works that way too, but when I was in late middle school, early high school, you know, I became an asshole. I became yeah. a shitty person to get rid of the pain that I endured before, but, you know, now with jujitsu, yeah. it's being used in a different way. Yeah. He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. Some like author in the 1700s, more recently, Venge Sevenfold said it. In okay. That country, yeah, that's where people hear it, but it's from some author in the 1700s. Yeah, I, I just saw it. I'm gonna. I I've started taking notes just randomly, and I got I had a quote the other day that I kind of it's it kind of can tie into that. Um, but it said, uh, "Normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk on, but no flowers grow on it." So, like you know, you're not gonna get like if you want to become a beast. You can't walk on that paved road. Yeah, you got work on like you know, uh, dig dig your own road. You know, yeah. and got, David Goggins says that a lot. But like, you got to take that harder path. Like, you, you yeah. you're not going to become a beast. Your dreams won't chase yeah. you back, right? You're not going to become a beast by doing what average people are doing. Everyone, does, you're going to yeah. become average by doing what average people are doing. Mm -hmm. So you you know those flowers aren't going to grow unless you're taking that dirt road taking those uh, the you know it's it's all about the climb you know this, yeah this struggle is what we i do it for you know i have to struggle yeah and it's a good struggle you yeah know, you'd rather struggle to be definitely making yourself better than to struggle with something that just sucks because you have to struggle yeah and then like you leave it at the end of the at, you know the practice is over you walk away, you're friends with these people they're yeah. literally you're trying to kill like each every, other everything that sucked there yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's done, over. It's done yeah. sucking after and, an hour and a half. And it's just jujitsu has such a good family atmosphere. Like I'm sure it's different places are not. Yeah, you know, some places have to be bad. So social. But, and yeah, like, like I like uh, same with video games. Like I only yeah. play video games for social life. I mm -hmm. suck ass at them, but I play them just to have a social life. And it's the same with jujitsu. Like, yeah. I could see myself being like lifelong friends with these people that I've met at jujitsu. But yeah. also when I used, I've, I've met people drinking that I will be lifelong friends with like Alex, um, my friends, Chuck and Danielle, I met them at a bar and I'll be friends with them for the rest of my life. And that's, it's amazing. 
um but also like you know jujitsu people who do jujitsu just have a different mindset you know and they support built, you yeah, differently exactly. than someone you met yeah. drinking one of my i'd say probably my best friend right now he's 20 years older than me entirely opposite political views he's a brown belt in jujitsu and that's all all that matters yeah, is you're yeah, rolling like, yeah we're such good friends started in jujitsu and yeah, you can just ignore all of that about those people because you know them so intimately through yeah. jiu-jitsu that... And I've, I'm kind of... It's weird because part of my, like... I don't think it's a mental thing. I mean, it must be a mental thing. I don't know if it's a mental health thing. But I used to hate being touched by anyone. Hmm. Like, if someone walked up to me and put their hand on my shoulder, I would literally, I like, cringe. Like either, and yeah. I don't like like, so, hugs. Yeah, no, I don't... If you're a random person, person, don't hug me. Don't You don't need to... But, like, it's, it was weird because, like, I started doing jujitsu and people were like, well, you don't like being touched. Like, how are you going to do that? So that's what, when I started, I only wore long sleeve rash guards. Cause at hmm. least I was like, I'm not getting touched as much, but now I only like short sleeve rash, rash guards. But like, it's just, it's such an intimate sport. Like it really, you're like, yeah, you're so like, close with each other. And, and I got like, I still probably won't like it. If someone walks up to me and puts their arm on me, if I don't, if I don't know you, like, you know, it's different in different yeah, situations. Yeah. It but, seems like a lot of white belts and like new guys try to still avoid how intimate it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be cheek to cheek with someone yep. and that's just Listen how to it their works. thoughts. Yeah. And you have to be real, intimate. real on them yeah. and okay with it. Yeah. Like, it's, and, uh, I, my friend, I, I, we saw the mats in my garage. I was rolling one time. My friend was just hanging out with the dogs and he's like, he's like, Oh, like that looks a little weird what you're doing in there. Like, yeah, and yeah. yeah. It does. It does. It does like, yeah. Whatever. Right. And I saw like Kevon, the guy, the one coach from pure made a video once. And he was like, he was like, this is the Muay Thai room. And it's people like striking and stuff. And he's like, and here's the jujitsu room. And it's people in like a North South position. And it's like, <laughs> like basically. I think I actually saw yeah. That. Yeah. So Kevon used to uh, come into my bar when I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. when he was a purple belt. Once in a while, you come and like watch UFC fights. Yeah, he's. I don't think he even recognizes me now. (laughs) He probably wouldn't recognize me. I trained there for a few months. I don't think he knows who I am. Here a few times. Yeah, (laughs) but it's you know it's you have to be okay with being all up close and personal with people. And to me, it's it's not easy for me to be like. I don't even mean necessarily mean intimate, but I don't like being close to people and stuff like like the hugs and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah, but you just is a different animal. It's. Cause like you're trying to kill each other, you know, but then you stand up afterwards and shake each other's hand. Yeah. And it's just like another thing that you just can't be thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And that's part of why I think I don't add a lot of pressure a lot because I don't want, I don't want to be that close to people, but I have, like I said, I have started adding pressure more and it it works better that way. So might as well do it. All right. We, we got to wrap up. I'll take care of the dogs. But um, so what's, what's your Instagram handle? Hit them. P M E Y E R B J J, and I uh I thought about adding jits to the end of my Instagram, <laughs> but then I feel like I have to do some stuff in jujitsu first. Like, Once yeah, exactly. Out, like, because there's this, there's you can quit and then you can change the, your name. Um, there's a person who trains at at Lobo, and they they're like a two stripe white belt, and they put B J J at the end of their name, and I'm like, but are you really a B J J guy yet? Like, yeah. so maybe when I'm I trying to but, think of when that yeah. was mine. I, I just don't know what else I would make. Yeah, I also I, I've changed my Instagram hundreds of times. Like I've I've changed it so many times, and then so it's it mine's MGKUZZ. And first of all, I'm obsessed with that Machine Gun Kelly. Um, and then in Ninja, you get the salmon ladder is like the thing you hop. 
like I, I'm like really fast at that. Like back, at least back when I used to train a lot. So it's called machine gunning it when you do it oh, really yeah. fast. So I was Shots, doing it yeah. at training one time and s- someone on the other end of the room was like machine gun cuz. And I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and then it became my Instagram and <laughs> it's been works. that ever since. But like I do at one point, I'll probably change it to the same thing, which is add jits to the, I don't want it to be BJJ at the end. Cause I just Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Just if I, if I tell people I do Jiu Jitsu, I feel normal. I tell people I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I feel like I'm trying too hard. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of words. So like I'm just like it'll probably be like MGK UZZ dot Jits, like J I T Z or something yeah. like that. But yeah, blue belt or I can win at least win a win gold at something or win a super fight and like earn the word Jits in my thing. Like because yeah. like Adrian doesn't even have Jiu-Jitsu in his uh his thing. His is like Adrian Luna bro. So he's yeah. he's more about being a bro than being about jujitsu. Like he's like. <laughs> I've never stopped him. Like he, he's a, he's super good. And like his name doesn't have jujitsu in it. Like watch my name have jujitsu in it. Yeah, but, true. You know, but I'm sure sooner or later I'll, uh, I'll get into that. Um, but it was good talking to you, man. I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, let's give it some time. We can do another one even. Definitely. But thanks, man. Thank Catch you. Later. Yep.